0: Welcome back to the Wind Daily Podcast for today, Saturday, August 17th, 2019. I am Scott Engel. I am the King. I am Fantasy along here with Brandon C. Williams with me again this week. Uh, Brandon, good to be back with you. Good to be back with you. Got a busy day, a full slate of Major League
1: Baseball. We've got five NFL preseason games, so there's certainly a lot to be said and a lot of money to be made.
0: Okay, so let's, uh, let's start with baseball because we got a full slate. We have afternoon games, et cetera. By the way, make sure you get a premium gold subscription so you can talk in the Slack chat room with, uh, with our DFS pro, David Jones, who actually uh, actually took down a big tournament uh, the other night on FanDuel. Uh, 100K for David. Congratulations to him, Brandon. Oh, certainly congratulations to him. Just shows you the talent that we've got here at Win Daily. Okay, uh, Cleveland is at the Yankees. Uh, James Paxton is pitching really well in his last three starts, but this is a tough lineup to face. Zach, please, coming off of a bumpy start. The Yankees bats are always in play. It's like it's knee-jerk actually, especially with Gary Sanchez at just forty-three hundred. Uh, not you know, not the not the uh, you got Didi Gregorius at forty-two hundred. Yankees bats are always in play, but please, is not the easiest matchup. Uh, probably going to avoid James Paxton against this hot Cleveland lineup, too.
1: <laughs> uh, certainly. And I, I totally agree with you on Police Act 6-3, three, 327 ERA. Very tough to deal with. Uh, he's a guy that's probably going to give you about, say, six-some-odd innings. Uh, he certainly is not a guy that I would not suggest throwing out there, especially in a cash lead, because this is one of those games that can get out of hand fairly quick. But uh if you're looking for, you know, someone in a lower, you know, lower format, police might have some sleeper potential here.
0: Okay. Well that that would certainly be a contrarian play going up against the Yankee bats. Chicago at Pittsburgh. John Lester's been terrible lately. Uh Steven Brault hasn't been much better. Uh, I think you gotta be going with the Cubs stack here. You stack as many Cubs bats as you possibly can. If Victor Caratini's in the lineup, he's only thirty-three hundred. Uh, Jason Haywood just thirty-seven hundred. But you get a, you get a, you know, you get lefty on lefty. That's not something you want to do. Uh, either catcher, Jonathan LaCroix is just thirty-one hundred. He's a punt. Uh, Nicholas Castellanos is just forty-four hundred. Baez, forty-five hundred. Bryant forty-seven hundred. So a lot of the prices are friendly on Chicago here. Uh, you can certainly build a Cub stack, probably best for the afternoon, uh, or even consider on the full slate and get a few. You know, maybe maybe even Pirates bats. Ryan Newman's hitting very well; he's just three thirty eight hundred. Josh Bell is hot again; he's worth the five thousand as well. Uh, so, and Brian Reynolds is forty six hundred. So, uh, at least maybe some Pirates bats to bolster though. You know, something else that you throw out there.
1: No, the Pirates do have some bats. Uh, you mentioned yo, the other two big ones in Reynolds and Bell. But, you know, to go back to the Cubs real quick, one bat that you might consider, and if he's in the lineup, I would certainly put him in is going to be Addison Russell. Russell comes in fairly cheap at $3,300, but he's got a fairly good track record, albeit a limited one against Stephen Broke. Seven at bats, he's got three hits, a home run, two RBIs, and a 1420, 14-29 uh, OPS. So if you want to go with history, and effectiveness, if, if Russell's in the lineup at second base, I would certainly put him in there.
0: Seattle's in Toronto. Reggie McLean is going to come up to be the opener uh, from the minor leagues. But uh, Trent Thornton's been inconsistent. But if you want to save some money for hitting, uh, Thornton's coming off of a pretty good start. Uh, only 6,400 on, on DraftKings. Thornton's been up and down earlier in the season. I was stacking against him, but I like him at
1: 6,400 against Seattle. He looked good in his last start against the Yankees. Only gave up one run, three hits over six innings, and struck out six. And that was a a game where I think a lot of people went in stacking up Yankees, thinking that they were going to be able to get through Thornton. I like him because the fact that the Mariners really aren't hitting the ball well of late. Uh, If you look at the Blue Jays, uh, one guy that I would take a look at would be Danny Jansen at $3,600. He's been tearing a cover off the ball, starting to get his back uh, coming uh, coming together. Uh, Tiascar uh, Hernandez at 4,100, a bit steep. But again, the Mariners are coming up with an opener, so it's going to be bullpen day for Seattle. So there might be a potential for a small stack of uh, Blue Jays if you are playing in an afternoon format.
0: Uh, the Astros are at the A's. Regilio Ariamentos had an uh, ERA over five in the minor leagues. Chris Bassett's pitched very well here. Uh you're upstart know, uh but you know Houston Houston is tough. Uh, I don't know if you could spend the ninety-six hundred there.
1: No, I don't think that you would, even though the Astros bats have kind of cooled off of late. But the bottom line is is that the way that they're hitting, they're going to be expensive, uh expensive plays across the board. You look at Jordan Alvarez at fifty four hundred, George Springer at forty-nine, Alex Bregman's also coming in at forty-nine, Michael Brantley at forty-eight. Carlos Correa at 47. Yo, it would be difficult to get a stack in there against Bassett, but Bassett's very solid at home as well. You look at his past three starts, he's got an 095 ERA, and with the way the Astros have struggled uh, this week, this game could be a trap if you're someone that's looking to try to load up on Astros this afternoon.
0: All right, yeah, maybe avoid the Astros this afternoon. Detroit to Tampa Bay, the best play before 7 p.m. Got to be Ryan Yarbrough the way he's pitched this eighty eight hundred on DraftKings. Uh, Jordan Zimmerman, you can load up with some bats against him as he comes back from the IL. I don't know how much he's going to be stretched out either. Uh, you know, not a lot of great bats here, uh, but you know, Travis Darno forty three hundred. Uh, William B. It's hard to find bats from Tampa Bay, but I think you got to take a few shots here. But Yarbrough is definitely a great start.
1: Yarbrough, 3 and 2, 316 ERA and six starts since the All Star break, 178 ERA and six appearances. The one bat that I would try to find in Tampa Bay would be Kevin Kiermeyer coming in at $4,400 again. If you're looking for someone that's got a track record, Jordan Zimmerman's uh, been tagged pretty hard by Kiermeyer in the 11 career at bats. Uh, 5 of 11, he's got a solo home run, 1455 OPS. So if you're looking to try to find a raised bat, uh, in an afternoon format, Kiermaier is my number
0: one guy. Yeah, he's healthy, right? Yes. Right now, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. So, well, you never know with him. He's uh, but he's good. Yeah, he's good when he's on the field, but he bangs into walls too often. Uh, St. Louis and Cincinnati. Miles Mikolas has been up and down. Don't like him against this Reds lineup, which is still hit a little bit. Anthony DiScala. This this has a look of a stay away game.
1: Uh, this certainly does have the look of a stay away game. Neither of these pitchers are anyone that I would strongly suggest in any type of format. Uh, Beckles is just way too inconsistent. Discount can get you some strikeouts here and there, but the problem is, is that he does suffer from the long ball. He gave up a pair of home runs in his last start against the Nationals on Monday. So, this is a game where pitching wise, I'd stay away from. Uh, there might be some hitting gems in there. Obviously, when you look at Cincinnati, the one person everyone's going to take a look at will be you know, the explosive bat of Aquino, who comes in today at a pretty steep uh, pretty steep price uh, this afternoon. And yeah,
0: t- a- 10 home runs in his first 16 games. So before 7 p.m., we like Yarborough, we like Thornton, and uh, Cubs and Yankees bats, maybe some a few Toronto bats, a few Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh bats. Uh, Milwaukee's in Washington. As expected, Jordan Lyles has pitched better since coming to Milwaukee, uh, going against Animal Sanchez. Good pitching matchup in which you really can't invest in any, any, either pitcher because of the opponents they're facing. It has the look of a stay-away game because uh, it has some unpredictability here. But, you know, then again, maybe this is a GPP play here.
1: This might be a good GPP play uh, with both Lyles and Sanchez. Sanchez has won his last six decisions. Lyles is a completely different since coming to Milwaukee. 169 ERA and uh three starts with the Brewers. One bet that I would take a look at in this one. I would take a look at Ryan Braun. He hasn't homered since August 2nd, but at 3600 dollars he does have a track record against Sanchez. Uh four for nine a homer, three RBIs. He's hit pretty well in the month of August. You know, actually, I'd say he's hit very well in the month of August. You look at his numbers, he has gone this gone 351. 429,
0: 568 with a 997 OPS. So
1: you're saying he's due? He certainly do with that power and with the way Sanchez has gone. Uh, he has been touched up since the All-Star break when it comes to batting average. During the uh, pre-All-Star break, opponents were hitting just 236 against him. But after the break, it's gone up to 263. So this might be a day where the Brewers bats wake up. I'm not suggesting a stack available of Brewers here tonight. Uh, their bats haven't completely come alive, but if I'm going to have to put a Brewer in the lot of it,
0: it would be Ryan Braun. All right, San Diego's in Philadelphia. Denilison Lamette has struck out a lot of batters, but walks have been a problem with him. That could be a problem against the Phillies. Zach Eflin comes back after being banished from the bullpen. I actually cut him in some of my seasonal leagues after uh, the advanced numbers started catching up with him. Uh, you know, we don't have Tatis anymore, but, you know, maybe a few bats here from uh, San Diego. Eric Hosmer, 4,200. a DraftKings, Manny Machado is only 4,000. Uh, you got Hunter Renfro, 4,300. Uh, Austin Hedges is a punt at 2,600. Uh, maybe a few bats here from this team.
1: Yeah, I, I like these of the guys that you mentioned. One other guy that I would take a look at is a guy that I've started to like a lot, especially uh, in DFS play. Uh, Jackson Naylor at $3,800. It's a lefty right. Yeah, I like that. It's a rookie that you know, has hit the ball fairly well this season. And against Effman, that's a real good matchup there. And it's a good bargain.
0: Okay, uh, moving right along here as we continue on the uh, Win Daily Podcast with Scott and Brandon C. Williams. Uh, Baltimore, Boston, Andrew Wojciechowski, He's uh, pitched pretty well since coming over, but there's a tough lineup to face. And Walter Rodriguez has been up and down, but I think you take the shot here at 9,000 at home. He's not at camping yards.
1: Uh, he's been very strong at home this season. and This, you know, shakes up to be a pretty good night to uh, get a Red Sox stack in there. Might be expensive if you're trying to Rafael Raphael Divas at 5,600 or uh, Alexander Bogarts at 51 or Mookie Betts at 52. If you can plug one of them in there and, say, play a guy like a Christian Vasquez at 4,500 or if you're feeling lucky about Jackie Bradley Jr. at 37, you might have to make these up a pretty good uh, stack Red Sox.
0: Yeah, Bradley, you know, always comes up with the occasional hit there. The Mets are at the Pirates. Jacob deGrom is uh, one of the top cash game plays of the night at eleven thousand six hundred and then you could consider maybe a met stack against Jacob Junis the way Ahmed Rosario is hitting you want to get him in there. Conforto with the lefty righty split. Alonzo's been been very hot as well. JD Davis is battling an injury so you probably can't use him. But I think you got to consider maybe a Met stack here. Uh, Todd Fraser's only thirty six hundred Wilson Ramos only thirty nine hundred. So you you can you can run a Met stack tonight.
1: I love Rosario at thirty eight hundred the way he has been hitting since the all-star break. Uh I would certainly take I would strongly consider Todd Frazier at just thirty six hundred dollars. He is a very good play here. Uh, you certainly don't you know you, know, you wanna spend the money on Peter Lonzo at fifty one, of course go ahead and spend it. But if you're trying to save some money here, Rosario and Frazier are my two plays.
0: Okay, the Dodgers are the Braves. Now you, you get to the Grom. Who seems seems to be the best play at eleven thousand six hundred, but he get Rio just at ten thousand two hundred. I know he's facing Atlanta, but I'd use him against anybody. I'd rather pivot off the Grom and use Rio tonight. And uh, Fulton Evans, you know, has been a little bit better since he came back for the minors, but I gotta love the the Dodger bats here tonight. Uh, Max Muncy's forty nine hundred, Corey Seager forty three hundred, Bellinger's fifty eight hundred. That's tough. Uh, but, you know, Will Smith, of course, uh, if you avoid Bellinger, which is kind of tough to do, it'd be easier to, to, to drop that stack. Uh, but if you do uh, find Bellinger, you're going to have to go search for bargains anywhere. But a Dodger stack is definitely in play.
1: Keep an eye on that one, Rios. Uh, the rookie has been tearing the cover off the ball. He's kind of been overshadowed uh, by the way Aquino's hit the ball. You talk about rookies uh, hitting the ball late. He comes in at four thousand dollars. It's a left right matchup. Uh one that I will take advantage of. As you mentioned, Rue has gone has pitched pretty well this season. Uh, he has a complete game shot against the Braves uh this year. So I would have no problem putting Rue into my lineup for tonight.
0: Yeah, I I you agree with that, maybe pivot off of uh pivot off of the ground with Rio.
1: Yeah, I would certainly I would certainly go with that route. You know, I, mean, I think a lot of people are going to look at the Grom, you know, for obvious reasons. But ruse has got a one forty five ERA, a twelve and two record. And you look at the fact that, you know, every three starts he has not allowed a run. So eight of twenty-two starts, he hasn't given up a run yet, uh, this season, and that included uh, his last start against the Diamondbacks on Sunday.
0: All right, let's keep it moving. Minnesota's at Texas. Jose Barrio has about Barrios. Has a uh, about identical splits. Holman Road, 523, 331 ERA on the road for Jose Barrios. Uh, going against Ariel Jurado. Twin stack definitely in play here tonight. Uh, you have uh, Luis Arias, 4,800. Polanco, 4,900. Marlon Gonzalez, 51. Max Kepler went yard again last night. He's 51. Jonathan Scopes, 4,000. I think you can do it. And Barrios, uh, you know, Maybe uh, maybe a one two is uh, but you won't be able to save money for bats if you go Ryu and Barrios. But you could also, if you don't want to spend money on Andre on, on uh, Andre, you're afraid of the matchup. You can pivot to Barrios.
1: You can go to Barrios. You know, he again, like you mentioned, you know, great splits home and road. Uh, but the one thing that concerns me is that he's seen his ERA take a jump in those last two starts. He was at two eighty. A couple of weeks ago, he's not got 329 because the Braves and Indians hit in for 12 runs uh, in those last two starts. If you're looking for a Rangers back to go with, Domar Mazzara uh, comes in at $4,000. He's got three multi-hit games this week. Uh, and after a technical July, he's really hit the ball well in August. 324 batting average. He's got a 1015 OPS. And if you're a fan of hard contact grade, he certainly has it at 46.4%.
0: All right, keep it moving here on the Win Daily Podcast. Yeah, San Francisco and Arizona. Logan Webb is one of the top prospects for the Arizona for the San Francisco Giants, and he's coming up here to pitch at fifty eight hundred. When another team hasn't seen a lot of uh, of a top prospect, maybe that makes him a decent play. Taylor Clark's just forty eight hundred because you know maybe you like a few bats here. Kevin Pilar had two home runs last night, forty three hundred. Mike Iskremski. Coming up a three-home run game, was probably worth the 4800 Maybe a Giants mini-stack. And what do you think of using Logan Webb maybe as that cheap second pitcher on DraftKings?
1: I think it's a good risk. Uh, he's got a 185 ERA uh, in his 12 appearances in the minors this season. Uh, the fact that you know, the Giants are still bringing him up despite you know, him serving an 80-game uh, suspension for uh, PED usage shows uh, confidence in him. I mean, you, know, you have to consider the fact that Johnson's still in the thick of the wild card chase. So this is a pretty good move against the Diamondbacks team that although they do hit well at home, is a team that really hasn't hit well at late.
0: Then we have the Colorado game, and this is why you want to save money. We got German Marquez, get heads Hector Noesi. the he, uh, The Rocky stack is definitely going to be in play as the top stack of the night. But what about German Marquez? Interesting. He does pitch better on the road, but this is against Miami. Uh do you do it in a tournament? Eighty eight hundred.
1: I like Marquez here. Uh he has pitched uh well up late. Uh he only had an eight you know, he gave up just uh Three runs in San Diego, going eight on his last start, and struck out nine, which gave him his 11th win of the season. Uh, I would certainly consider him. It's a, it's a certainly risk there uh, going with a Rockies pitcher at course, but you have to. Marquez is the guy. Uh, when you look at the Rockies uh, stack, you know, I would look at Ryan McMahon at 4,700. Uh, you also could take, obviously, the big guns and story at 57, Arnado at uh, 53. It would be hard to make a stack if you're trying to add one of those two in there. But if you go up McMahon and work your way down, you might have something.
0: All right. Then we move on to the final game of the baseball slate, which is the White Sox and the Angels. Hector Santiago. Uh, maybe you like some Angels bats here. Justin up to just 4,000. Uh, Trout homered again last night, 41st. Leads the majors, 5,400. Uh, you got Pool Holes is just 3,600. Fletcher's 3,400. Gives you those righty-lefty splits. The Angels is a good stack, uh, too, in a GPP. Uh, Jose Suarez facing the White Sox. You, you think, you know, sometimes you hear fantasy analysts, especially DFS analysts, talk about the GPP, especially like they want to take advantage of the White Sox. But Jose Suarez got pinned around pretty hard by the Pirates last time out, so I'm probably avoiding it. But I do like an Angel stack
1: here. I would agree with you on an angel stack. Uh, If you want, you know, you could probably make a White Sox stack. Uh, If you look at Suarez, the way he got tagged, you know, I would certainly put Jose Abreu in there at 4,600. Eloy Jimenez at 3,800 would have some value in there. James McCann at 4,100 is a guy that would be in play. Tim Anderson at 4,400 would also be a play in there as well. And Lurie Garcia, has hit the ball well all season. He's not going to give you a lot when it comes to extra bases, but he'll give you contact at $3,900. He could be a sneaky play if you're looking to roll the dice and take a White Sox stack here tonight.
0: So stacks from the night slate. We like the Twins. We like the Mets. We like the Angels. We like the Dodgers. Go Los Angeles. Pitching-wise, uh, I would say you our top play is Ryu, and uh, after that, Barrios. Uh, then you got the Gromp. But, you know, you got to really spend up to get DeGrom. Uh, lower price, we like, we like German Marquez. And, uh, you know, if you really want to save money for those Colorado bats, Logan Webb is the move. So uh, that's, that's the baseball recap. More on Win Daily. If you're a premium gold member, go into our Slack chat. Talk to our DFS pros who both won big money. Jason Mizrahi and David Jones, they will tell you who to start. Uh, you know, David did a good again last night with another twenty five hundred dollars with San San Francisco Bats. Uh, you know, they get the three hundred home run game from Yastrzemski and two from Bilar. So listen to what that guy says. Uh, now let's talk some some preseason football. We got five games today. Uh, one of the, one one day game. First, we have the Browns and the Colts, and you'll see you'll probably see a little bit more of Baker Mayfield than you did. Uh, than he did yesterday I mean last time out but uh after that uh you know a little tough to get the run maybe see some in Drew Stant maybe some in David Blow uh you know running back wise uh want to see what Dontrell Hillier can do because he's going to be the top handcuff during the regular season maybe he'll get some significant runs as well uh Rashard Higgins is probably going to step up to that number three role and uh maybe maybe some of Dorian Baker here and uh as well, but uh you know not not too much to look at offensively, you know these are real dice rolls, you know when you're talking about preseason football, uh you know maybe some re- receptions you know for the likes of Stephen Carlton or Demetrius Harris
1: it certainly isn't a lot to look at uh, I can't go, you really can't go wrong with the guys that you suggested. Hillard would probably be the one guy I would take a strong look at. I love Rashard Higgins. He's had a strong training camp. Does look like he's going to be locked in as that third wide receiver behind OB, OBJ and uh, Jarvis Landry. Uh, one tight end I would take a look at, Rico Gathers. The talent has been there. You know, David Walker will be the number one uh, in Cleveland. But Rico Gathers could get some targets here in this one. as he yeah, the, the former Tampa Cowboy, fight.
0: yes. Yeah, he's a former Cowboy. Do you remember that? Yeah,
1: yes. Former Cow- no. yeah, he's former cowboy, yeah, like you, know, like you said, uh, but he and Harris are battling for that third tight for that second tight end spot. So both of them should get targets, but I'd probably go with Gavis this afternoon.
0: Then on the Colts side, uh, Jacoby Brissett, if he's got to start the regular season opener, he's he's one of the better backups in the NFL. He might post some decent numbers tonight. You know, Philip Walker looked absolutely terrible. You know, the last time out. So if I'm looking at any any quarterback from this game is probably Brissett. Brissett and running back, uh, you got Jordan Wilkins, Jonathan Williams, Deontay Foreman all battling for playing time. Foreman's probably uh, battling to make the roster. Jonathan Williams may be the one that gets the most extensive run. And uh, at tight end, you know, you, you really got to dig down to the bottom of the depth chart there. You know, they're starting tight ends or, you know, they really – really not going to play a lot you know Ebron Doyle still coming back from the injury and wide receiver you know maybe some Zach Pascal tonight maybe some Marcus Johnson uh I, I think Deion Kane is still battling back from an injury
1: yeah you yeah yeah he is coming back from an injury I uh, probably will see a little bit more of the rookie Paris Campbell uh in there as well Devin Funches uh, as deep as this receiving core is, Funches is probably going to have to fight for a starting spot. So I think you probably will see a bit of him as well. Keep an eye out on Marcus Johnson uh, from uh, Indiana. That was third-year receiver out at the University of Texas. He's got some deep speed and uh, has the uh, type of ability to where You give him
0: a shot down field, he'll make the most of it. Okay, the Patriots are at the Titans. Don't expect to see much of Todd, Tom Brady tonight. Uh, Jared Stidham look really good last week and uh i think he's a good start tonight actually uh running back wise you probably won't tease too much of the starters uh you know maybe some nick Brosette here tonight well uh, actually i was going to say uh you know some damian harris maybe maybe some some jacob johnson uh uh tight end wise uh you know maybe maybe they'll throw some to you know to guys like yeah, you're really taking a gamble here, but you know Lance Kendricks is is a veteran who's on the roster. Uh, you know maybe he'll get some looks. To, uh, Josh Gordon has uh, you know just been reinstated, so that creates a sense of urgency for guys like you. Know, you Want to watch this closely? Maurice Harris, Braxton Berrios. Uh, you know two guys, two guys right there battling to make the roster. Jacoby Myers played very well last week, so you know maybe something of a Stidham to Jacoby Myers. Or Maurice Harris type of connection tonight.
1: I would strongly consider, uh, you know, instead of I would not be surprised if you got two quarters out of him uh, this afternoon. Uh, Dontrell Edmond will probably get some snaps here and there. Cam Meredith is probably someone else that will probably get some targets in there. As uh, this receiving core, it's not a great receiving core, but at the same time, there's enough talent in there to where there are some guys that are going to be using this game to save their uh, save their positions. Uh, when it comes
0: to making a 53 man roster. Kansas City is at the Pittsburgh Steelers under Grey Flannel skies tonight. Uh for Kansas City, anytime you see a quarter of Patrick Mahomes, you have to consider it. Uh but may just not play enough. Running back's going to be very interesting. Uh Darrell Williams and then Darwin Thompson's having a great preseason really flashed will probably be a popular play tonight. Uh wide receiver, uh you know Miko Hartman really showed us something last week. So he's gonna be somebody that gets some attention as well. Uh and at tight end, you're not gonna see anybody there's really like a wide open battle at tight end in Kansas City, so it's really hard to project that.
1: Uh it, it is. You know, obviously, you know, Travis Kelsey might get some snaps in here and there, but I'd probably avoid the tight end position, you know, for Kansas City. Uh and when you look at the wide receivers, uh Garrett Dieter is someone who should probably get some looks in there uh, this afternoon. Also, take a look out for Marcus Kemp, big wide receiver, 6'4", 210, probably someone that could get some red zone shots in there as well. Uh, One other guy I would take a look at uh, in this one might be Rashad Davis, uh, undersized guy from James Madison, uh, but he will probably get some targets uh, in the slot, especially if you're looking at one of the backups, perhaps Chad Henney maybe getting a quarter in there, but I would probably think Chase Litt will get the bulk of the snaps here this afternoon.
0: Yeah, this game is tonight, actually. The, the, okay. the Cleveland game is the one game that's in the afternoon. Uh, so for Pittsburgh, uh, you know, our Andrew Erickson likes Mason Rudolph tonight. At quarterback, he's somebody else to consider other than Stidham. Uh, Benny Snell Jr. might get a lot of run as well. Uh, wide receiver-wise, James Washington's trying to prove that he can – Win that, win that third receiver job because it looks like Moncrief's going to be the starter. So, And, uh, you know, you maybe take a flyer on D- rookie Deontay Johnson as well. You know, he, he's somebody to watch. Xavier Grimble is always a threat to get in the end zone as well. A tight end.
1: Yep. Wide receiver at Pittsburgh is going to be very interesting to watch. Not only the guys that you mentioned in there, but also uh, Deontay Spencer, a CFL holdover, has had a solid camp. He might be fighting for uh, a final receiver spot. Trey Griffey has had a decent uh, training camp. He might get some looks in there. Tevin Jones also is a receiver that they do like a lot, and he might get some opportunity in there. Uh, The one guy that's got to be worried about, you know, he will probably get some snaps, you know, probably might get more snaps than they expected tonight would be Eli Rogers, who's a a veteran receiver for the Steelers. But with the way that these youngsters have stepped up in training camp, Rogers might be fighting for a roster spot here tonight.
0: All right, let's move on to Detroit and Houston. I don't expect to see a lot of Matthew Stafford tonight. Uh, so you got David fails there. You got Josh Johnson. No, I don't think anybody will want to use Tom Savage is on the roster as well. Uh, running back, not too much of carrying Johnson. Ty Johnson's had a good preseason, you know, maybe somebody that, uh, that you could certainly start over there. Uh, and then, uh, tight end. Don't know much. I see TJ Hawkinson. Uh, I don't expect to see too much of him or, or Jesse James either. Uh, you have seventh round pick Isaac, uh, Isaac Decouda, Isaac Nord. I'm sorry. You know, maybe somebody to, to watch as well.
1: Uh, Logan Thomas over at, uh, at tight end of those uh, guys fight for roster spot. Uh, you look at their wide receivers. Uh, should be pretty interesting to see some of the guys you can take a look at. Travis Fulgham, uh, the rookie from Old Dominion, one, two rookies from Old Dominion, along with Jonathan Duhart. Are fighting for a uh, roster spots. I think you're gonna see a lot of them in there as well. Keep an eye out on Chris Lacey uh, to uh, get some looks in there. Tommy Lee Lewis is probably a guy that I'll take a look at as well. He's probably gonna get some shots out of slot, probably will get some return love in there as well. One other guy, Brandon Powell uh, from Florida, uh, is someone who'll take an opportunity in there. Uh, it's really, you know, the one guy that I'm really interested in seeing would be Duhart because the rest of these guys say for me, Chris Lacey are all undersized and you're certainly going to need some bigger receivers, uh, to team up, you know, in the event that you do lose a Kenny, a Kenny Galladay or a Marvin Jones. And at six, three to 10. Duhart would fit the bill as that third big receiver in the lines, uh, lines receiving corner.
0: Then for uh, Houston, not too much of Deshaun Watson. Joe Webb should get a lot of run. Uh, he's somebody you can consider as well. Uh, running back, uh, Damari Crockett's had a really good preseason. and He's battling for that third job. Uh, Josh, Josh Ferguson, somebody else to watch as well. Uh, tight end, i like to see some of uh, Cahill Waring, you know, the uh, rookie third-round pick.
1: Waring has been very impressive uh, in camp. You're uh, certainly going to be someone that will get some snaps here uh, this evening. Receiving-wise, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how all this shapes out because it is wide open once you get past Hopkins and uh, Will Fuller. I think you'll see a lot of Vincent Smith in there uh, this, after, uh, excuse me, this evening. DeAndre Carter uh, from Sacramento State is someone that will probably get some looks in there. Uh, also, keep an eye out on uh, Johnny Dixon. Uh, the rookie for Ohio State. This guy's got great speed, you know, got it, you know, really to get a lot of opportunity at Ohio State, but someone who will get, uh, who could sneak in and get that fifth receiver spot in Houston. When you look at the running backs, you know, Karen Higdon uh, will probably get some snaps here and there. I would be surprised that you see a little bit more of Duke Johnson than you would expect. This will be his first game in a Texans uniform. So I would expect that you might see him for a quarter.
0: All right. Uh, then the final game for tonight is Dallas and the Rams. You won't see too much of Dak Prescott. Uh, he would still be negotiating. I don't think I want to use any Cooper rush. Running back is important here. Tony Pollard's got to have a better game than he did last week. You also got Darius uh, Jackson and Mike Weber. So uh, I think Pollard, you know, he has, he has the urgency. In case Gill. doesn't report. Uh, you know, to maybe get a lot of carries, although they do still have Alfred Morris in the picture. I don't think people are mentioning that enough. You know, when they talk about the seasonal outlook, but Pollard, somebody I would I would certainly use uh, use tonight as well. Uh, you know, for the Cowboys,
1: uh, white receiver should be fun to watch uh, for Dallas. Noah Brown is probably going to get his fair share of targets uh, tonight. Keep an eye out on Reggie Davis uh, as well. Uh, one other wide receiver to take a look at, you know, Devin Smith from Ohio State. He had a pretty good training camp, uh, so I would expect that they will get him uh, involved. You look at tight end, uh, you know, you'll probably see a little more Blake Jarwin uh, than expected, but uh, the one guy that everyone is interested in seeing is going to be Dalton Schultz, uh, second-year kid from Stanford. I think that if he, if you look at the number of targets thrown at tight end tonight, I think it will be Schultz will be the guy getting the most of them.
0: And then the Rams, uh, I don't want to use Blake Bortles even in the preseason. Uh, you know, it's uh, Daryl Henderson needs to have a better game than he did last week. I think there's some urgency there. And Justin Davis is fighting to make the roster. Two guys with some urgency right there that, uh, you know, you might want to start at wide receiver. Uh, you got Kadrill Hodge, uh, is somebody that's had a really good uh, good preseason and, and somebody that you can target. Uh tight ends, you know, everything could be ever it could be really when the when the season starts.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't concern myself too much with the Rams tight ends uh this evening. Although keep an eye out on Keenan Brown, uh rookie from Texas State. Very athletic tight end, has had a pretty good training camp. Could surprise a lot of people by getting that third tight end spot for the Rams. Uh you look at the receiving core. Uh, you mentioned uh, Hodge. I think Hodge makes the roster. Uh, I think a good night tonight with all but locks him in there. Uh, Mike Thomas is someone that's going to get some uh, looks uh, as well. Probably a guy you might get a quarter, quarter and a half out of. Uh, at running back, like you mentioned, you know, Henderson definitely needs a stronger performance uh, this evening. Uh, obviously, you know, fantasy uh, players love him you know, in traditional fantasy. But he's got to have a stronger performance or else he could find himself slipping to that third spot at running back.
0: All right. Great breakdowns, as always, by Brandon C. Williams. Check him out at bcwilliams71 on Twitter. Uh, thanks a lot for listening. And uh, it'll be Brandon Williams and Jason Mizrahi tomorrow. Don't forget to subscribe for our premium gold package.